Father, we thank you for your presence here today. Why don't you everybody just put your hands up and just welcome the Holy Spirit. There is such an anointing head this evening. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your presence. Lord, we're hungry for you. We cry out to you today. And we need you so much, Lord. We lay aside our pride. We lay aside every fear, every concern. We lay aside every storm that we may be facing. We lay aside every disappointment and every setback now at your feet. We lay every sin at your feet now. And we ask for your forgiveness and cleansing, Father, by your precious blood. Lord, we thank you for the power of your word that breaks every heavy yoke. Every yoke of sickness, every yoke of cancer, every yoke of poverty, every relationship breakdown. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we're hungry for you tonight. We, we, we know that without you, we can do nothing. And we live in a world which is unclean. We live in a world which desperately needs you. And we have to change, Lord. This church has to change. We have to change to make disciples. And Lord, we need those chains to be broken tonight. We need chains of oppression to be broken. We need darkness to leave. We need your light and revelation tonight. Father, we thank you. Those listening under the sound of my voice, raise your hands now and receive those breakthroughs. There are breakthroughs coming tonight. There's been such a presence of the Lord right through the worship and, and, and Pastor Scott leading that prayer. There's, there's such anointing here. Heavy yokes are breaking. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your joy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. It's really good to see you. It's a real privilege uh, to be here today. And, and thank you, Pastor Colin, for that uh, real honour uh, to, to minister to, to the congregation here today. And uh, it's welcome, all of you. Um, and uh, my wife is assuring me she's praying for me so because I need lots of prayer. <laughs> and uh, many, many of you probably know her, Debbie Busk as, as well. And uh, anyway, praise God, we are going to be looking at facing the storms of life successfully. Facing the storms of life successfully. I want you to turn to your Bibles to Mark chapter 4, verse 35. A very familiar passage. On that day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, that's his disciples, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? 
They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even one with a chain, for he had often been bound with shackles and chains. But he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send him out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them the permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. And the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country, and people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion sitting there clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Hallelujah. We will not carry on. We'll be here all night um, on that passage. But powerful time, powerful passage. Do you know, the Lord is in control of the storm in your life. Amen? Hallelujah. I just, we, we, we all face many varieties of storms in our lives. Small ones, minor ones, large ones. But all of them are storms. And they're sudden. Um, just yesterday, Debbie and I, and uh, well, I had a little storm. I'll share it with you. Um, it was a minor storm. But uh, I decided to have my hair cut. And I didn't get it cut in the end. But it was, and I thought foolishly that I shouldn't uh, bother with an umbrella. And so I went out, it's about a mile walk from where I live, and uh, I just, it started pouring with rain. And I thought, oh, Lord, you know, very, very stupid, very stupid thing to do. And I got absolutely drenched to the extent I was running through to the hairdresser, and guess what? They were shut, gone on holiday. So I'm thinking, Lord, I don't need this. Anyway, that's not the, such a problem. I went go back through the woods near to our house, because it, it was a shorter distance. And uh, I come back and then realise that my glasses, which I'm wearing now, thank God, that's, that's a good story, were missing. And I'm thinking, Lord, I need my glasses. I need my glasses today. I, I was not amused. And I had to go and I thought, let me retrace my steps. So I went well, another mile, two miles, walking every step. You know how depressing that is, particularly when you're thinking, well, I went through the woods and it's all muddy and dirty. And I'm thinking, Lord, and you know, I, I wasn't not happy. I said, Lord, this is not good. Why? I don't need this. <laughs> I don't really don't need this. Uh, anyway, praise God. Uh, what happened was, come back, and Deb's, David, my son, said, have you found him? I said, no, and uh, not disappeared. So I was thinking, okay, by this time I'd calm down and said, okay, Lord, i just give this to you. And I just felt that inner voice say, they're safe. And I thought to myself, Lord, I don't want to know they're safe. I want to know, I want to see them. They could be somewhere with some you know, person who's taken to the police station and I'll never find it. But you know how the Lord's got a sense of humour. Um, any, anyway, my wife said, okay, look, I'll come out with you. And that was brilliant. That was a miracle because she doesn't like going out for walks too much and bless her. And uh, she, so my son and my wife, we walked out 
did a couple of miles, walking, tracing through. And guess what? As we were walking past on the main road, my glasses were perched on an electric green green, uh, box. You know, there's green boxes in the street. And somebody had so kindly put my glasses off, obviously off the street and put them on there. And, you know, what amazing God. God is good. He, he, a little storm like that, there might not be major for any of us here, but apart from me, because they're expensive glasses and I needed prescription, etc. But, you see, God is faithful, isn't he? He is wonderful. He is a good God. Amen. Say to your neighbour, he's a good God. And those of you that are watching online, you say to your neighbour if you're there, or say to yourself, my God is a good God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I remember one time I was flying. I've got a private pilot's license, and God has blessed me with that. And I was flying, and um, my windscreen suddenly uh, clouded, and, and it had been an icy day, and I was heading to land. And I thought, Lord, you know, I'm in real problems here, just me in the plane, and I could see, couldn't see the runway. Now, you know, when you're flying, you need to see out of there, out of the window, unless you're instrument flying. But I wasn't instrument flying, and I was aiming for that, I was saying, God, help me. And I felt his peace come upon me and don't worry, don't worry. And I, and it, and I felt led just to move the plane to the side, just move it le- there. And I could see out of the side window, the runway. And I felt the Lord say, just steer that plane, just go to the side of the runway and then you'll then aim for the runway. You know where it is and you can land. And, you know, I want to encourage you. And I landed safely, obviously I'm here. But you see, God is a good God, Amen. He's a good God. He is faithful. The many storms that we have, he is such a faithful God. A guy called Bill Hybels, many of you probably heard of him, said, storms draw something out of us that calm seas don't. Another guy called Roy T. Bennett says, never lose hope. Storms make people stronger and never last forever. A lady by the name of Mary Faustina Kolska. She said, I know well that the greater and more beautiful the work is, the more terrible will be the storms that rage against it. Uh, Epicurus, not a Christian, a Greek philosopher, said, skilled pilots, I've put in ship because I'm a pilot, uh, an aeroplane pilot, they gain their reputation from storms and tempests. See, if there are no storms in your life or my life, what type of people would we be? What type of believers would we be? And and the fact is, we're going to face storms of opposition. When you follow Jesus, we're going to face troubles and storms, yeah? You know, it was the Lord Jesus that instructed the disciples to go to the other side. It wasn't the devil. It wasn't a good idea. Jesus said, let us go to the other side. He told his disciples, hallelujah. And we know what a disciple is, don't we? A follower of Jesus, a learner of Jesus. And I love this church and I love KTLCC with the vision of this house is discipleship. We make disciples, which is uh, the, the cell groups and all of these things are so, so important for us and so effective. In our own church, we're seeing it's taken a long time, but a lot of our people are not from church. 
They've got saved and they're in a process of being made disciples. And it's fantastic what God does in the life of a human being to change circumstances, to change people who are far from God, to bring them life and hope. But friends, do not be surprised when you're following Jesus that you're going to have trouble. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like trouble. Okay, I hate it. If it was my, I, I, wouldn't, I would just want a nice relaxing time. And I wouldn't be here tonight either. I'd be chilling out, relaxing. But no, we're here to follow Jesus. Following Jesus means we, we go to the other side. Following Jesus means that we accept that in this world we will have trouble. Following Jesus means that I make you and I make the effort. We go to the cell group. We go to the encounters. And it's so good news. I've sent a whole lot of our guys to, to the men's encounters. And, and it's amazing uh, that that men's encounter is so full. Ladies, catch up. You don't want to miss out. Hallelujah. Usually it's the other way around where the ladies are just, uh, the, the encounters are full and everything. But it's discipleship. We're here to make disciples. That's why you're here today. You might be in your, whatever you're doing, God has called you to make disciples. And that's the vision of this house. And it will continue under this next senior minister. Hallelujah. Because KTLCC is a discipleship uh, making centre, as Pastor Praise here was here last week was emphasising. You know, sometimes not all, sometimes, but the Lord is maybe the Lord is challenging some of you. Go to the other side. Go to the other side, but you're going to expect storms. Secondly, there are different types of storms. Some are life-threatening, uh, whilst most impact us in a less significant way. They are still unpleasant. They, they, they're still dangerous. You, it could be a relationship breakdown, a financial hardship, sudden sickness and, and accidents, all of which can make us anxious, angry, stressed, hurt or falling, rejected or depressed. I'm sure that many of you, some of you here today, in fact, I know, by, I, I believe the Lord said to me that there's some here today that, you, that today is you're, you, you are really so close to just giving up because of the troubles that you're facing. But the Lord is with you, and you're going to come out of that storm. You're going to come out of that storm. Hallelujah. You know, the other side represents the Lord's will for our lives. The Lord's will. You know, following Jesus Christ means we say, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. In every area of our lives. Amen. That means following Jesus in every part of our lives, in our workplace. I remember one time I had, uh, I, I worked for a management consultancy. I was working there for 10 years and specialising in the retail sector. This is 20 years ago before I came on full-time staff at KT. But, and, and it was a very interesting job. But I had a bit of a problem with my boss. Or maybe Lord probably thought I had a problem. He, he, was, he was not the most uh, kindest of, of bosses. I'll give you an idea. He used to throw our reports because a lot of our reports, he used to throw them out. He'd never get away with it now um, in all of this political correctness. But he said, my kid could do better than that to all of us. You know, we're all skilled and so on. And, and I thought, Lord, I've had enough. I don't want to, let me just resign. And, and I remember I just got married. That's, that's just so not good. Don't, don't get married and then just resign from your job because you're unhappy with your boss. Um, don't be like me. Um, and, and I remember six months I applied for all these jobs and, and I 
And I thought, and I felt the Lord say, apply back to your, your old job. And I said, no way, uh, no way. <laughs> How many of you know that sometimes the Lord says to you to do stuff that is not very uh, encouraging, not very like, oh, that doesn't make me feel good. You know, and following Jesus doesn't make you feel good sometimes. Going to the other side in the Sea of Galilee, they were taking a risk. And following Jesus means we take a risk. Following Jesus, we step out in faith. And what happened was, after a bit of time, and I was quite stubborn, still learning, but my wife's not here, so she probably agreed. Well, you know, I think I've improved over the years. 29 years, we celebrate our wedding anniversary next, next Sunday. And, but the thing is, and she said to me, do you know what, Jeremy, you, maybe the Lord wants you back in, in, and ply. And so very reluctantly, guys, listen to your wives. Um, very reluctantly, I wrote a letter. And hoping, above all hope, that my, my ex-boss would say, no, 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 we don't want you, that's all right, that's all right. I thought, anyway, he rang me and said, yeah, come in. And I thought, oh, no. And I was there, and I felt the Lord say, you leave when I want you to leave. You learn the lessons, and you pray for him, and you pray for the company, and you, and, and you leave under a, a blessing. And when I did leave, it was to join the ministry of, of, of in, in, in Living Waters, the church that was launched through, through this ministry, through Pastor Colin. And uh, that was five, six years later. And I left with, when my boss was begging me to, you know, to stay, but I said, no, the time's up. So friends, obedience, other side means that we're to be obedient. Be obedient. Be obedient. Whatever that means for you, be obedient to the word of God. Go to the other side. It might mean saying, re reaching out to people that you've broken friendships with relationships with, family issues. Well, I'm not talking to her. Well, I'm not talking to him. Do you know what they did? You know, we, we, we need to deal with that and say, Lord, your will be done. The other side means going out of our comfort zone and saying, Lord, I need to pray for my work colleagues and how can I get them on the Alpha program, for example? How can I get them uh, to interest in coming to some of the events at KT? And it's, it's taking that priority and saying, Lord, help me to get out of my comfort zone. And the, and the comfort zone is a, is a comfort zone. It's, it's nice and secure when you're not doing anything. But the com out, of, out of the comfort zone is risk, is danger. Jesus said, go to the other side. And those disciples didn't know they were going to meet a man that was in desperate need for the gospel. It says here, he had an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs night and day. Among the tombs, he was crying out and cutting himself with stones. He was in a desperate situation. Desperate. And Jesus knew. And he said, let us go to the other side because I must reach that man. He needs to be saved. He needs to be delivered. And friends, there are people in your life, neighbours, friends, colleagues, that are desperate and need Christ. And we need that urgency. Amen. That urgency. In the, in the airfield, I'm working. It's a great... I remember Pastor Colin was encouraging us many years ago in the primary that we needed to try and do interest, try and do stuff, to reach out, because I was a pastor and I had no, no non-Christian friends. It was, you know, because all my life was church. And, and, and anyway, put a long story short, I trained, did my private pilot's license, and suddenly I'm opened up to a whole load of new people. 
They will know I'm a pastor. They call me the flying vicar. Um, and I've had many opportunities to share Christ, and, 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 and it's good. And some have not, well, most of, yeah, most, it, they're a work in progress. But I know from, from being very antagonistic against God, they've warmed, much war. And I said, look, we're praying for you. And they see answers to prayer. And, and God is moving. So it's a work in progress. Neighbours, friends, I've got another one, one of the guys I met in the swimming pool. And now he's inviting me to his birthday party. And I'm saying, Lord, how can we reach him, get him on the Alpha that we're going to run next, next uh, in September? And, that's, and, and so we, we've got to use these as opportunities to win people for Christ. Amen? Let's get, get out of our comfort zone. Let's not worry about what people think. You know, fourthly, the storm is distressing. No storms are nice. There's no such thing as a nice storm. I was, my little minor storm uh, yesterday was not nice. You know, it's like, oh, no. I mean, I can't afford those gas. What? I need them. I need them to see. I've got loads of work to do this week. <laughs> Plus, I can't read my notes. And... But little things like that, you don't feel good. And friends, storms are distressing. There was very genuine danger for all on board this fishing boat. And these were adverse circumstances. Maybe some of you today in this room and indeed hearing are in adverse circumstances and you can't see a way out. It says the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. They were in desperate danger. It wasn't our oh, little, little bit of problems, a little bit of water. The boat was being swamped. And these were seasoned fishermen. They knew how to fish. They knew how to navigate. But this was out of their comfort zone. And, and, and they had no idea what to do. They started panicking. You know, intense pressures expose what's really on in our hearts. Have you noticed that? So, you know, we could all be raising our hands, praising God, hallelujah, love you, Jesus, and they will walk out and then, like, a car tire's gone or, or somebody's, something goes wrong or, or if you're, you're married, you have your, your wife or your husband, you have an argument. You think, what? Have you ever had that or is it just me? Is it just me? Am I the only unholy person here? <laughs> Praise God. No. These things the enemy uses... To cause storms and intense pressures, that sudden bill that comes in, that sudden diagnosis by the doctor, it brings up what's really in your heart. You know, the, t- the, the disciples said, teacher, do you not care? We're perishing. And, and when we're going through storms, often we say, Lord, do you care? Don't you care? I've been given this diagnosis. I've been given this huge bill. I've just had a big argument with so and somebody. Lord, do you not care? Friends, he does. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, the Lord does care. Hallelujah. He is with you. You know, the Bible says a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings up evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. What's in your heart will be exposed in the trial. And that's why the Lord, he knows what's in our hearts. He knows if we're bitter, angry, twisted, uh, resentful, jealous, whatever. He knows what's going on. We can kid everybody else. 
But as soon as that storm comes in, the Lord knows. He says, son, daughter, I know what's in your heart. And we're ashamed. We think, dear Lord, I didn't know that was in my heart. Has any one of you had that where you think, I didn't know that was in my heart. I, I thought I was really, really holy until that wrong word came out. It's like, what? Dear Lord. Or that anger or that bitterness or that resentment. So these pressures... They're used by the Lord to refine us and change us because we need to be Christ-like, amen? We're disciples of Jesus, which means we're followers of Jesus, which means we take up our cross daily and, and we follow him. We follow him to work. We follow him when we're on the tube. We follow him when we're driving, amen? And we drive legally and carefully, amen? I'm trying very hard to do that. Amen? And if you're a pedestrian, you're not a foolish pedestrian that runs out in the middle of traffic. And, and if you're a cyclist, dear Lord, <laughs> and yet God wants us to be people where we, we know that when we're tested, good comes out. Amen? In these storms, the, the Lord appears to be uncaring and asleep. Have you ever noticed that? It's like you have a wonderful experience of the Lord, the presence of God, and then the Monday morning or, or something goes wrong and it's like, where was that? Where are you, Lord? Where are you, Lord? When, when I'm just being given this news, where are you, Lord? Where are you, Lord? And the disciples looked at Jesus. You can imagine the, the boat is sinking. He's in the back and he's asleep. Wow. It's like, Lord, hello. Has anyone felt a little frustrated with the Lord sometimes saying, Lord, where are you? Wake up. I need an answer now. And he's, and, and he's silence. And, and sometimes we can feel the Lord abandons us. And, and so we start to think, what can I do to get my sad out of this storm? And we start to use in we, become, we start using what the, uh, Abraham did, the Ishmael um, tools, as it were. He thought, well, Sarah said to him, well, um, remember the story. Sarah said to him, his wife, well, you know, um, God's given, you, given us a promise that I'm going to have Isaac. But time is ticking by and nothing's happening. So why don't you marry this, this woman, Haggai, and get a son for him? Forget what God's promised. And what a mess that ended up. What a mess. Friends, don't start to, to, to bring Ishmael's into your life because you don't wait for him. Wait for the Lord. The disciples had to trust the Lord. You know, he does care. He loves us. And we have to be rooted in the word. Even if the Lord appears asleep or far away, do not give up. Amen. Friends, do not give up. Whatever you're going to go through, whatever challenges you're facing today, whatever challenges you're going to face this week or this month, do not give up because the Lord is with you. Amen. Amen. If you are born again by the Spirit of God, you love him. He is with you. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbour, the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. Know that we're not to give up. Don't give up praying. You know, there were a few people in my church, none in this church, I'm sure, but whenever there's a problem or trouble, I never see them on the prayer meeting. It's like they stop going. You know, not, none of you have ever done that, I'm sure, but a few of my people have. And 
when the trouble comes, it's like, where were you, you know, oh, where were you, pastor? I know, I, I ring them up and, where were you on Sunday? You know, they missed the right message for them. Oh, pastor, I don't, I've had this and I don't like this and this has gone wrong. And, and you know, when things are going wrong, don't give up. That's the time when you need to be in a prayer meeting. That's the time when you need to be even more in the Word, even more f- surrounding yourself with like-minded believers in the soul group, in, 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 in the church. Amen? That's why in Hebrews it says, do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. I'm sure there's none in, a ha- who, in this place ha- have habits of not coming to church. Few in my church, but we're working at it. <laughs> Praise God. I have to be careful because some of them will be listening. Hallelujah. Praise God. But we, 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 we to not give up. Do not give up praying. And sometimes in the midst of the storm, you think, why should I bother praying? Lord, I've prayed. And look at this. It feels like you're just hitting a brick wall. Friends, he's still alive. He's still on the throne. He is the Lord. Amen. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. One time when I was flying through, and, and many of you have seen this anyway, when you've been in, going in the air, larger airplanes, I was taking some instrument training with an instructor and it was, we, there was a lot of cloud, heavy black cloud above us. And he said, let's just go through it. And uh, you have to be very careful with instrument flying. It's, it's a, lot of, a lot of training because your senses uh, deceive you. Your senses can tell you to turn left and you're not. If you're in the middle of a cloud and you're flying, your body is, gets deceived. That's why you have to rely on your instruments. And, and suddenly the whole plane just disappears in this fog of white cloud. And you don't know whether you're left, right. And all you can do is rely on your instruments. Tragically, many pilots have died because they haven't relied on their instruments. They've gone into these conditions, um, what they call IMC conditions, and, and they spin the aeroplane and, and they end up crashing it because they get disoriented. Friends, do not be that person who gets disorientated. Rely on your instruments. The word of God is your foundation. If the word of God says Jesus loves you, he loves you. He died for you. He is in control of your life. Amen. Don't give up. Don't yield to your feelings and circumstances. Say, well, if, if God really loved me, I wouldn't be going through this storm. Keep praying. Keep being persistent. Number eight, we need to stop being anxious. Amen? Because the Lord is in control of our circumstances. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Amen? Amen? We will not fear. Hallelujah. We will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam. In Philippians 4 verse 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything. That means anything. Amen? Amen. So friends, say to yourself, I'm not going to be anxious about anything. Let's do it now. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. We're not going to be that. Amen. It says, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. It's so important that we thank the Lord in the midst of the storm. Amen? Because it's so easy to go into complaining and moaning. And you have to rise above the complaining and moaning feelings and rise and say, Lord, help me to praise you in this midst of this thing. Help me to praise you no matter what is going on, no matter how dark the situation. And do you know what? As you do that, you're opening doors of breakthrough. 
During the storm, we need to focus on the Lord and not the circumstance. It says, be still and know that I am God. Friends, it's at peace that passes all understanding that will guard your heart and mind in Christ. So when you're facing those storms, the peace of God is surrounding you. Hallelujah. Which means that there's almost a, there's just a presence of the peace. So people will be saying to you, why aren't you worried? Why aren't you, what, what's going on? Well, the Lord's, his peace is on me. Amen. And his peace is on you because we are not just ordinary human beings. We are human beings with the anointing of the Spirit of God. We are born again by the Spirit of God. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're to and use that word. Friends, some of you, you've got to dig in that word and say, Lord, just speak to yourself in the mirror. Speak to yourself and just pray in tongues. Pray in the spirit. And just whatever you're facing, just keep praying. Keep thanking the Lord. Thank you for that breakthrough, Lord. Thank you. I have a lovely lady in our church who's battling through cancer. She's been battling through. And bless her, what an inspiration she's been to us. She's keep going faithfully to the church, or rather on Zoom, and 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 battling through the prayer meeting and, and she's, she goes through remissions and then it reoccurs. And, and, but, you know, she's still alive. She could have been dead years ago. God is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. Well, no matter what the storm that we face. Hallelujah. I remember my father recently, he's in his 80s. He had a major fall and he broke his neck and died. And, and they, the doctors were predicting all sorts of things. And we, we were praying for him. Uh, he's up in Norwich near there. And, and, but connecting to our own church via Zoom. And it's amazing. You know, he's, God is just doing a work in his life. And his, his neck is... He's healing. They've released him from the, uh, you know, he was there in the hospital for two weeks, but they released him from that. And he's, he's now back at home and he's walking. He's now driving the car again. The doctors are amazed. God is faithful. Amen. He's a good God. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. The Lord brings the storm to a dramatic end. Look at this. And Jesus awoke. I love it when he, he wakes up, don't you? When he says, enough's enough. Hallelujah. When he intervenes and he says, enough is enough. No more wind. No more waves. I mean, if you were in that boat, it was awesome. I mean, they were shocked. I mean, if any of you were in that boat and you said that, I'd, I'd be like, wow. And nobody can do that. Nobody could do that. I, I, was, I would say, Lord, remove this horrible weather. Totally ignore me. I don't have that authority. When I was being drenched yesterday. But Jesus does. Hallelujah. And he, he awoke and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Isn't it amazing when the storm goes, you think, oh, if only I'd praise, praise God more. If, only just, if I'd known what was going to happen, I wouldn't have been so anxious. Have you ever been like that? And you think, praise God, that amazing answer to prayer. Hallelujah. He goes, they go, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Friends, the Lord is looking for us to change our attitudes when we're in the storm. You know, we have, a, we have a choice. If you want to carry on in the storm, which none of us do, 
Just learn the lessons quickly so you get out of that storm. Instead of complaining and moaning, which many of us would want to do naturally, learn to praise him, learn to thank him in the midst of the storm. And and that faith will arise and you'll have the breakthrough and, and miracles will happen because the Lord is watching from his throne and saying, will that son, will my son, daughter, keep praising me no matter what they go through. And when we pass through that storm successfully, the Lord receives honour. Our faith is more robust. Others receive remarkable, life-changing deliverance because you stood firm in your storm. Hallelujah! You stood firm in the midst of your storm so people will change. The Lord would intervene in your work colleagues, in your friends, in your neighbours, in, in those that are, in your family members because you are faithful to him. Hallelujah. And do you know what happened? This, this man, the demon-possessed man, he, he got set free powerfully. Powerfully. And do you know what? He was, they saw him in his right mind. Hallelujah. When a man or woman of God, man or woman becomes born again, they have a right mind. Hallelujah. Right mind. And as he was getting into the boat, look at this. He, this is the guy. He begged, that, begged Jesus that he might be with him. And do you know what? Jesus said, did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. And he went away and began to proclaim how much Jesus had done for him. The Lord is looking for testimonies tonight. He's looking for you to go back and to declare the goodness of God that in the land of the living. He is looking to see breakthroughs, you to rise above your storm and give him honour and glory. Hallelujah. And honour as you pass through the storms and the afflictions and the trials, full of faith, full of praising God, stronger, robust in in your faith and in your love for him. Hallelujah. Not giving up as some are in the tendency of doing, but carry on persevering. And you know what? The people around you will see the difference of the breakthroughs will happen because the Lord is not limited in, he's not limited in power. We, we, sometimes we think, oh, it's not my faith, it's, it's this or that, but the Lord can do anything. And we need to have trust him that he loves us, he's with us, hallelujah. I want every one of you to stand up now, hallelujah. If I can ask the musicians, just a little bit of playing very briefly, why don't you just raise your hand and, and just thank the Lord for the miracles that are going to happen in your life tonight. Breakthroughs are happening. Breakthroughs. Those of you under the sound of my voice, just start to rise up and thank him for the miracles and breakthroughs and the peace. Ask him for forgiveness. Lord, forgive us, Father, for moaning and complaining. Forgive us, Father. Oh, we bless you, we bless you, we bless. Start to praise him. Start to thank him. Start to thank him. Start to thank him for the miracle. Start to bless him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise him. Hallelujah. 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 Keep praising. There's some breakthroughs happening. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, tell him you love him. Tell him you appreciate the Lord. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence here. And if you're under the sound of my voice and you don't know Jesus Christ, 
as your Lord and Savior. Today is a day for you to invite him into your heart. And, and if anybody on this, every eye closed and every head bowed, and we're going to give the opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus Christ. He's the best. Yes, you'll have trouble and problems, but he said, I love you. I, I'll be with you. I've died to, to save you. Oh, Father, we thank you. I want us to say the sinner's prayer today. Lord Jesus, everyone say that with me. Lord Jesus, I come before you now. Please forgive me. Please come into my life and set me free from my sins. From this day on, I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Everybody, eyes closed. I just want, if, if any of you prayed that for the very first time, just raise your hand and, and we'll, we'll get counsellors to you. And if you're praying that on, online, I'm sure those in the Zoom room will be able to help. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now I'm going to hand over to Pastor, Pastor Scott. Thank you so much, sir. Hallelujah.